0: I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetra Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Reigns from XDP. Jaron Holder from Holder
1: Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis with PPI. I'm Drew with d Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast.
0: The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. Man, we're, we're excited to have you on. I've been following you on social media for I don't know how long and all the the cool toys that you got and <laughs> and everything. How you been?
1: Good, good. Uh obviously a uh, new position over here uh, last year. Uh things are going good. So
0: that's what I was going to say when I saw that uh you know you were joining up with Calibrated Power, I was pumped. You know. There's a gosh your your old your 59 that you had. I followed that truck for a really long time and you know the different setups that you had on it and and you know, how you experimented you know with it so I knew I knew some really cool stuff was was gonna be coming coming along for you guys
1: yeah yeah you know that that truck uh, ultimately put me where I am today it's uh, you know now that it's gone you know I you know it is what it is Um, but yeah I mean I definitely uh, you know I followed you all the way back uh, pretty much since when I bought the truck on Cummins form I remember seeing you and the silver bullet you had
0: Isn't it, you know, when I saw that, that you had the truck for sale, it took me back to, you know, the first truck I ever really did anything with, and when I sold it, it's like, it took me back to all of those memories of, like, the blood and the sweat and the tears and the fun, and it's so hard to watch them drive away, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, that was definitely uh, that was definitely the hardest part. Watching it drive away, I mean, I, I had a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of uh, experiences. I, I learned a lot with that truck. I did a lot of stuff with it. Met a lot of great people. Again, you know, it put me where I am today. Nick was the, the original one to tune the truck. With EFI Live, I, when I first bought it, I went with... Uh, the first thing I put on it was a, like a Diablo Sport Predator, and then, you know, that wasn't good enough. So a couple weeks later, I put the Smarty Junior on, and then, you know, this was... You know that was really right around the time that EFI Live had first came into market for the Dodge stuff. Where guys were starting to get them tuned with it, uh, and then obviously I met up with Nick. Uh, I live, you know, 30 minutes from from uh, CPS, so you know it was it was nice. It was convenient. It was really close to the house. Everybody else was far, you know, far from where I lived. Uh, came down, met Nick and uh, Bob, had them tune the truck. And at the time, you know, that was just uh stock trans, uh, stock turbo. Everything was stock in the truck, put a tune in it. And then shortly after that, you know, uh, put a built trans in it and then, you know, uh, came back. You know, uh, at the time it was Cummins Tuner, so came back, saw Nick. We, we put more power to it. And then, um, you know, it, it went on from there. It was just uh, seemed like a downhill slope of funds <laughs> starting at that point. So, Isn't
0: it cool though? Like being able, when you love trucks, and you're passionate about them, and you're not, you know, in the industry or anything like that. But then when you get to do it for a living, it's like you don't even work, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a completely different experience. You know, instead of building my truck, I I help build other people's trucks. So, uh, being able to do that and, and not having you know the personal expense come out of it, it you know, definitely a, a similar uh, feeling. Uh, I get to. Um, express you know the the joy for the sport of, of helping other people do it so to speak you know it's not uh, you know it's not my direct experience you know I'm not driving it and turning the wrenches on it I get to help them you know share the same experience that, that I've already been through you know so it's definitely fun uh, like you said it isn't work at times it's uh, it's very busy You know, you have a lot of people that are you know always sending you messages and trying to ask you know for advice or help to uh, what to do next so it's it's so it guys, is fun it's fun
0: so like when guys call in and they you know they they have a cummins and they want to talk about tuning or, or parts they get you on the phone
1: uh m- me or any of the other sales guys uh you know if the guys ask for a specific person you know we try to get them over to them uh sometimes you know we'll have guys that are you know that might not have the same experience or or, or they want to talk to somebody that's a little bit more knowledgeable might grab them or or you know some of the other guys will you know ask for for assistance you know and try to help them out you know make sure you know the customer knows exactly what to expect uh, what they're getting and you know what they're getting into you know if they do this is which you know they have to look forward to to do next to to support the last part or or the future so it's uh it's exciting uh you know a lot of people get really excited about doing stuff and they 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 get a bunch of money together and they, you know, it's crazy the amount of money that people spend. But uh, you know, you get a guy that calls in for tunes. Perfect example. Shortly after I started here, I got a guy. He actually um, came by my house, picked up something from me, and I gave him a card. I said, "Hey, you know, if you're interested in getting this thing tuned," he's like, "I just bought it. I'm not going to do anything to it." Fast forward like two months later, it started with a tune, and then within two months, he came back and we turned the truck up to like 700 horsepower. You know, dropped you know anywhere from 15 to in a very short amount of time so they get really excited you just need to you know get them interested show them what you got you know what we're capable of doing and you know go from there the guys are willing most of the guys are willing to listen and and, you know take the advice that you know we give them other guys are you know they're looking for information they you know eventually they'll either come back or they'll do it themselves you know either way it's nice to be able to help it
0: (laughs) always starts with that tuner (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the first. It's the first thing. Tune Tune only is the is definitely the best bang for the buck. You know, that's the the one thing we definitely try to, uh, you know, put into a lot of the customers' minds. You know, dollar for dollar, that is the uh, the best thing that they're going to be able to do for that truck for the money that they spend.
0: Now I've got to veer off of like the diesel centered podcast for a second because there's something you have that I've always wanted, and I love seeing it on Instagram. And that's your Cobra, and it looks like you've been doing a lot of, a lot of uh, part swapping and upgrades and, and stuff on it. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the car. Like, did you have you always you know, just been drawn to Cobras? Did you buy it new? What's the what's the story behind it?
1: Well, I had one back in '07. Uh, got rid of that car. Uh, in a short amount of time. Uh, not not long after I got it. I had it for a few months. Got rid of it. Ever since then, I wanted another one. Uh, as you know, when the truck blew up uh, that back in two thousand fifteen, I ended up parting that truck out, bought the car, and then I uh, had a plan to to put a turbo on it and make a thousand horsepower. Uh, that that's what I ended up doing, and uh, you know, slowly just trying to get the rest of the supporting mods there uh, to make the car hook and you know be reliable. So that's uh, that's where that came in. Uh, you know, the the Cobra was something I wanted wanted for a long time I had it had one for a short amount of time got rid of it bought another one and uh, you know I had both the truck and the car so it was best of both worlds
0: do you miss the supercharger sound
1: no no not at all not at all
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's it like so I mean you're shooting for a thousand horse on the car I'm sure you've had you know a thousand horse truck and you get you're around them all day long which kind of power do you like more, or is it even comparable, you know, in, in a something like a, a, you know, Mustang Cobra to a pickup
1: truck? Uh, they are not comparable at all. They're two completely different animals. A so thousand horsepower in a truck versus a car, obviously, there's a huge uh, weight advantage uh, on the car side. Um, the A car with a thousand horsepower and a, a suspension that's not ready for it is a... Uh, not exactly the best feeling either. So the, you know, it's a <laughs> the truck is very controlled feeling. Uh, you know, it's a lot bigger. Uh, yeah. The car, it's sketchy and unpredictable. Uh, the The truck is a lot more tame. You know, a thousand horsepower is not tame. Uh, you know, a lot of people would think that's you know, that's crazy to think, but when you compare them uh, two different platforms like that, they're 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 not even in the same category. You know a 1000 horsepower a truck is is very controllable and, and safe feeling.
0: Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess when you're you're in them it's just you know, it's the size, it's the weight, it's everything, but there's also like you feel like you could go to the grocery store in it or get on the freeway and, you know, you can control it versus something so light. It, it, yeah, if, if the suspension isn't, you know, dialed in the way you want it, I'm sure it's a wild a wild ride.
1: Yeah, it'll 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 definitely get your attention very quickly when things get out of control. Uh, but you know, also you got with anything, you have to have respect for something with with that kind of power. Know what you're doing with it. You know, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not a lot of fun if you if you don't have any respect for it. So you ultimately, end up costing you a lot of money.
0: Well, like bring it back to the diesel part of it. So with this UCC truck, you gonna be driving
1: it. Yeah, yeah, and actually uh I got Nick here. Uh Nick just joined with us. Um, hey, Patrick. Hey, Nick. Nick is uh a huge part. I mean, obviously all of it is 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 Nick. Uh, I I just w- had the opportunity uh, to be the driver for that. So Nick is you know, obviously the o- owner of Calibrated Power. Uh, it is his truck, his idea. Uh obviously he's the one paying for it. I just got the uh, Just get to yeah. do the fun part. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's also taking a, a big risk, and, uh, you know, like he was talking about with the cars, you got to have respect for him. you got to have um, experience with that. Uh, I mean, there's a reason that, that uh, we, we chose Jim for the job of driver, uh, and that is that when things do get out of control or get sketchy or, um, you know, get to be too much, it's my hope that he'll be able to react and, uh, you know, with the least impact to uh, damaged parts or bodies.
0: When I was on the uh, the Diesel Performance podcast with Paul and Danny, I had joked about coming swapping a Duramax, and then you guys go and come and swap a Cummins. And this <laughs> build is so cool. Like I, I remember listening to the episode you guys did. And you went through a lot of the details of it. How is that all coming along now? You know, two three months later, is it is it finally you know getting to that point where you guys can go out and test it and and get you know data from it and, and start dialing it in.
2: It's a it's a really interesting thing to go through a project like this, and I mean you get a you start from the top and you get a theory right, and you get this great idea, and you start putting pieces together, and as you go through it, you know you eventually start to realize that there's pieces to your pieces, and then those pieces have pieces, and then uh, it becomes a mess. Um, I think right now we're in a place where we have a manageable group of pieces, and we're optimistic that uh, with the timeline that we have, we can get everything to fit together. Uh, the truck is, is being worked on eight hours a day, every day, pretty much. Um, and it's, we're on timeline for it. Um, it hit, we have not fired it yet. We're hoping to fire it next week. Um, but the motor's in, the pumps are set up, turbochargers are in, fuel system is, you know, 80%, I would say. Um, we're, the bed should show up on Monday. And then from there, we just got to drop the fuel cell, the radiator, the, uh, Air to water reservoir, you know, and just a lot of a lot of bolting up of stuff. But uh, it's the fabrication part that eats up a lot of time, and the designing of parts. And I think for the most part, the design and fab is done. It's mostly just painting and fitting now.
0: Well, I can't even imagine how much. I've. I don't think I've ever seen it done. Put there's, that size motor into a pickup truck of, and then make it all work. You know, it's probably yeah, the most yeah. important part. I mean, if
2: we were, if I was smart about it, I would have started with a reasonable power level ISL. You know, an eight or nine hundred horse ISL, and got that working, and then done the turbo kit and the fuel system on top of that. Um, we have a lot of unknowns in this thing as it is right now.
1: It's gonna be interesting to say the least. I mean, there's a there's definitely a lot of unknowns. Um, I think. Uh, I think we'll work through it, though. I think everything will be uh, like we anticipated. There's nothing that's, you know, been alarming yet. Just waiting on parts and pieces, and you know, like Nick said, fabricating is the longest. You know, for the most part, the longest part on certain things. Mm-hmm.
0: What kind of is going to be behind that motor? That's what I've been
2: wondering. <laughs> yeah, it literally looks like a peanut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Firepunk has put together their stage 100 transmission i don't know what they call it uh. it's, it's like a
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a comp 3 that's been worked you know i expressed to levana obviously you know the thing's going to make a, a ridiculous amount of torque um the, the problem that is is the operating rpm range you know it's uh that was the biggest question you know we're not going to be turning the same rpm as you know most of the competitors probably any of the competitors so big worry was about uh, line pressure um, early at that, that, that really low RPM, so the, getting the pump to generate enough pressure down low. Yeah, to hold on. Yeah, to just hopefully hang tight.
0: <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. It's just, it's just a, a totally different power band, and especially with the turbo setup and everything you guys got going on with it. It's, it's not the typical yeah. you know 5.9 or 6.4 deck plate motor kind of build, no. you know?
2: No, for sure. I mean these motors from the factory were had red lines fuel cut at twenty two hundred RPM. Um, they were all in, it's you know, full power was sixteen hundred RPM. So you know, I, we're hoping to be all in by thirty five hundred RPM. Um, but still it's a ten point four liter rotating assembly. We don't really wanna be you know we don't wanna add RPM to our list of unknowns.
0: Right. Right, definitely. it's it's one of the, the things I've really I look forward to seeing, go and I know you guys are probably going to get calls about a swap kit for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the swap itself, I mean, it was challenging, but I, I don't, I don't know. I would do another one. Like if I could probably be talked into another one.
1: I doubt that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool deal, you know. Everybody's torque is king, you know, when it comes to, when it comes down to it, and drivability is a big thing here, so. You know, the more torque and the more drivability, uh, I mean, cubic inches just make that that much easier.
0: You know, Jim and I were talking the other day about tuning, and, and I'm glad that, that you're, you're with us to, to chat, you know, today, Nick. But, the, like, the Smarty sure. MM3 tuning, it's something that guys are asking about it all the time. It's, it's one of those platforms where, you know, when you're a Cummins guy, you know about Smarty's, you know, history and how, how their tuning works and all they've done. But as it relates to these new trucks, you guys are doing a ton with that, and I wanted to ask you, you, know, as far as using all the platforms you guys have at your disposal, what does a Smarty allow you guys to do, or make easier to do, when you're tuning, you know, six-seven Cummins?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, a Smarty, I would say, overall, it's the biggest thing Smarty has going for it is its is its ability to interface in real time with the with the dot with the uh, Cummins ECU. Um, And and that's not a new thing for Cummins either. They have that real-time tuning capability in pretty much all of their engine control modules, well, back to, you know, 98 or whatever. Um, And it's kind of surprising to me that nobody's taken advantage of this in the aftermarket up until now. Um, But, I mean, what it boils down to is that the switchable tuning that we've been doing through the CSP platform with EFI Live um, has us kind of narrowed down to a group of tables. We'll call it 20 tables. I'm not sure what the exact number is. of of tuning tables that we can switch between on the fly Um, and otherwise the truck runs out of the base file so there's one main file and then there's one you know or or four other sub files that are much much smaller Um, it might be four thousand tables in the main file and 20 tables in the in the sub files but with uh, with the architecture that Smarty's using to switch on the fly you can I mean, you can switch a lot more parameters with their real-time groups. That's cool. Um, what that means for the end customer, you know, they might not even notice it, right? But as a as a calibrator who's looking for the perfect quality calibration, it it removes a set of limits that was previously there for me. I will say I'm still not ter- terribly impressed with MM3's uh editor. <laughs> it's it's getting there. It's getting better. Uh, they just released a logging capability. It's a pl- it's a platform in growth and uh you know Smarty's committed to it. Uh, so it's it keeps getting better, which is exciting to see.
0: What's really cool about it too is you know it you don't have to buy something separate to unlock the PCM. It's just like one it's one kit that has everything in it that you need, you know, and it's usable. It's not like you unlock it and then you have know, got a set of gauges that you may or may not use, you know, again. So that's what I think a lot of the guys are really drawn to is that, and then also what you're able to do with the transmission, um, you know, yeah. with the tuning and with the converter lockup strategy.
1: Yeah, the MM3 makes it really easy to, uh, you know, for the end user, it's, it's, it's definitely very easy. You know, they don't have to go under the hood and, and use an additional, you know, like, Past. With EFI Live, you know they still have to use a bully dog or an edge to unlock. You know, obviously Edge just released the ability to unlock with the CTS. Um, you know, the, the customer would previously have to plug into the J nineteen thirty nine connector under the hood and then go through the unlock process. You know, that takes a great deal of time. You know, not every truck's the same, but typically we've seen you know thirty forty five minutes on the unlock, and then uh, assuming that everything went well, you know they got another twenty minutes or so flashing with EFI Live, and then they, you know, depending on where they want their switch or if they want to switch, uh, you know, they could use the the AutoCal to change the tune, but if they wanted to switch, you know, now they're drilling and mounting a hole somewhere. The MM3, you know, it's a, a all-in-one, basically. There's a few modules that plug in to each other. You got a, a cable that runs out to that data link that always stays plugged in, and then you have the monitor that gets plugged in, uh, in a suction cup mounted to the windshield during the uh, you know once that stuff is installed it's simply uh, retrieving a stock file it's there's a micro SD card in the unit it saves saves the file to it uh, the customer will send that file in and we uh, will modify that file send it back to them when they program the custom file in it'll actually unlock the ECM at the same time uh, it's a much faster process typically like four or five minutes and then they're all set uh, at that point you know they can go in and uh, start the truck change their uh, display, you know, they can select whatever they like to monitor, RPM boost, uh, fuel pressure. They, in the recent update, they've, uh, they've added uh, a lot of uh, stuff that uh, most guys might not pay attention to, but they, they put in like engine torque output and estimated horsepower and things like that. So they can set their gauges to whatever they like, and then, you know, they can go into the real-time group, change the tune. Typically takes about uh, 10 seconds or so to change that. Uh, but it can all be done on the fly, you know, and there's no additional holes that need to be drilled. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a very nice platform. All in one, you know, it's...
2: Yeah, I would just piggyback on that and say that uh, anytime you can have a customer use one product instead of use several products to get the same job done, even if the cost is similar, it's nice to stay within one definitely, product.
0: Definitely, yeah, and it's like the... It, it's always great when there's there's choices, you know, for the consumer and, and uh, you guys have nailed down the, the EFI Live side of it and to see what you're doing, not just with the 6.7s, but, I mean, this stuff goes all the way back to the VP trucks yeah, as yeah. well, and it's a whole other realm that those guys now have, you know, to dial in Yeah, you know, their their builds or, or their different uh, setups on the trucks.
2: I would like to spend a couple minutes on the VP side, too, Patrick, because I think there's a lot of... Uh, I, I'm fairly new to the VP side. I bought a truck a, about a year ago maybe not quite eight months ago eight months ago um i started i started in the diesel side on a 12 valve Uh, but anyway you know the uh the the mm3 product is getting some bad press in the aftermarket around the vp uh on account of the pump tap issue we'll call it so that the truck uh, can't be tuned without tapping the pump and that mm3 doesn't have a pump tap itself Um, and i i would really say that uh You know, guys who are focused on that are kind of missing the point of the MM3 and missing the point of the the benefits around the VP platform. Um, As you drive high-horsepower VP trucks, uh, smoke and rattle are the two words that I would use to most best summarize that experience. Um, And we've used the MM3 to tune our our, uh, VP truck in-house. We just did a video of it, which will come out in a, a few days. Um, but it's just unreal how nice that truck drives. I mean, you took it from 180 rear wheel horsepower to 500 rear wheel horsepower, stock appearing, drop in turbocharger, basic set of nozzles, stock pump. Um, and there's, there's no smoke and it's, I mean, it, it, I no longer have the urge to upgrade to a common rail. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like, a, <laughs> it's a, it's a fun truck to drive. So, uh, I don't know. I think the VP market, i I wish those trucks were were fresher you know what i mean a lot of the a lot of those customers are are fairly new to the market and they're they're very caught up in the horsepower is king you know what i mean how much power can i get how much rpm can i get and you know they drive those trucks daily and if you know if they drive anything like some of the ones that i've driven um that have come in for tuning here it's it's a night and day difference that you can't really see in a peak dyno number um or a peak rpm number if that makes sense
0: and that's you know there's the, the really cool thing about the VP trucks is they're affordable. Right. You know, and so a lot of people who are new to the diesel platform, they'll gravitate towards them. Mm-hmm. And to have this kind of tuning option, which we've been talking to people about for a while, you know, they get this big compound set because they're trying to keep up with the common rail guys. Right. Or a big single. But the tuning options really weren't there to kind of dial it in. And you're right, it's just like, it's a smoke show, it rattles, it, you know, it's just, the drivability isn't there. So you know, the smarty platform it's really cool, especially with your guys's expertise with calibrations, bringing that together for them. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's nice to see some movement on that platform. Like you said, it's it's an old platform, but uh, you know there there was clearly a gap there for a long time, and it's it's nice to have uh, have the tools to fill it, even if we're late. <laughs>
1: I think a lot of guys, if, you know, if they come in and actually drive the truck, I mean, I know it's not feasible for everybody to do, but if they come in and drive it, they'll see the difference firsthand. You know, if they get out of their truck that's all smoky and uh, not very fun to drive, that you know, hop into our truck that we have dialed in pretty well, uh, they'll see the difference. It's very clear. See, all-around drivability is, is, you know, completely different. They're not bucking and, you know, smoking. You're not having to floor to do something you know it's a it's a full pedal it's it's just like driving a common rail truck and uh you know we got to built trains in our truck when the when the converter locks i mean it it gets right into the sweet torque spot and uh it just takes off i mean it's smoke free it's cool egt's the boost sensor reads the right pressure yeah i mean (laughs) it's (laughs) not the not what you see on a daily basis for the vp trucks i think a lot of the guys you know they they already have modules, and they, they think, okay, well, you know, I'll just deal with what I have. But if the guy that's, you know, searching for every last ounce and, you know, wants it to drive better, the MM3 is definitely the key to making that happen.
0: And before I let you guys go, I've been seeing, uh, well, I'm a sucker for old Chevy trucks. Yeah. And I've seen that Scottsdale that you guys did a Duramax swap on, and I was telling Jim earlier, like, his Cobra... Yeah, I love I love that car. I always look forward to seeing what he's posting, what he did with his truck, what you guys are doing. But man, that is one clean Chevy truck.
2: I couldn't pass it up. You know, the body is clean. The, <laughs> the rest of the swap was, uh, was was a teenage attempt at best. Uh, we had to do a lot of a lot of uh, un. <laughs> unfucking of it uh to get it right but uh the, the truck is clean the truck is nice it's straight it those square bodies just have a look man they look tough um, especially when they're done in black and you know done right but uh, 650 horsepower doesn't hurt it's a riot something yeah something gets about the square bodies <laughs> yeah 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 it's
1: not even not even a chevy guy and i like it it's a it's a sweet <laughs> truck
2: yeah, well,
0: I appreciate uh, you guys taking time today. to Talk to us. Sure. Like I said earlier, that UCC truck, man, that's. I can't wait to see you know what uh, what you know happens at the competition. Things you guys learn doing that. It, it totally you stepped outside of the box.
2: That's what that truck's about, man. Whether we win or not, or whether we do well or not at the competition, you'll see a lot more of that truck. And I think the message, uh, the message from that truck to the aftermarket, um, you know, is going to resonate for a while. Oh, definitely.
0: Well, thank you guys. We we appreciate it, and and uh, yeah, not a problem. Look forward to uh, chatting with you guys later in the year and picking your brains some more on those uh, those big Cummins motor swaps. <laughs>
2: right on. <laughs> Sounds good, Patrick. Good talking to you, man.